Welcome back to Pop Opinions. No, do it the other way. What do you mean the other way? Welcome back. Oh, okay. Do you want to start over? No, I okay. don't think we should leave that. It was funny. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode? 15 or 16. 16. 16. Okay, wait. Oh, I know what you're doing now. connected oh. to a speaker or something i know what you're doing and no it's... i can't believe it that's so brutal why oh i probably am here one second oh i should check that oh, this oh is, i'm this is a good way to start this sorry 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 okay wait wait oh i had it in the perfect spot you guys i had this so it's jack's birthday Happy birthday. Thank you. That was a really That was really bad and I apologize. Um apparently it's cuz Rob is leaving for your dad is leaving for work and his truck is on. So mine automatically connected to his. But I didn't know that until yeah. I was playing and I'm like, why is there nothing playing? I had it all set up ready to go in the right spot. Anyways, happy birthday. Thank you. Do you want to talk about the day you came into the world? Uh I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I have to say, as a side note, probably still one of the best days of my life. It was like exactly what I wanted. Um, everybody was there. Even Gigi came. She drove. She lived five hours away. She found out I was in labor, got in the car, came. Well, that's, so I, that's just the savage she is. I know. And so I have pictures of her holding you. And it was just such a beautiful day. It really was. Like it was just like a perfect, beautiful, exactly how I wanted I had people telling me I couldn't do it because I had had a C-section and I was like, they were like, what the second you have to have? And I was like, I can do this. And you did it. You weren't the easiest baby, I would say, though. Like your birth was easy, but you were colicky. I think that's what we should focus on is just on the way out because that's what birthday is just about that. <laughs> Oh, right, you don't want to talk about what a nightmare you were after? No, and how no. much I followed you and cried. I know you did. I couldn't even go to the bathroom without you. You had to see me. You had to be, I had to be visually seen by you at all times so you would cry. Yes. Once you were able to walk though, so you walked earlier, you were about nine months. Once you were walking, you were totally a different kid. It just like, I don't know, you were just crusty because you were like sedentary or something. <laughs> like you had to sit and I didn't think you liked that. So once you were up, you were fine, so. And you didn't sleep through the night till you're about two and a half. You loved getting up in the middle of the night and just having a, a little cuddle and a little like just wanted to make sure you're still there, mom. And yeah, you were such a cutie pie. Anyways, happy birthday to you. We had big plans for your 21st birthday and the world has different ideas. But we're still going to make it work. Oh my God, we're going to have so much fun. We have your girlfriend is so sweet. She's really thought of a lot she's so thoughtful and she's so organized so we're gonna have a really fun night that sounds really fun organized and no 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 i just, just mean just, just plan planning for it I and know. just little things that she's putting together is really fun and i don't know it'll be a fun night and your sister came home for it so it'll be really fun mm -hmm. and i mean i think this is a great present today to have yeah. do this podcast i mean <gasps> yes. a couple weeks left of school definitely and I don't want to say overwhelming, but it's definitely it's just kind of a lot of like last last minute assignments. So I'm definitely happy to be doing happy. this. Yeah. Good. Let's get into it. All we right, have yeah. a lot. Yeah. We got movie challenge, which we watched both the movies together. We did. Did we decide after? I think we decided after oh, recording. Oh, maybe we did. 
because they were both I, yeah because they were both last second calls and i'd say both of them i don't want to speak for both of us but i'd say they were both pretty successful so they are both great movies i just think one is extraordinary and one is one is a good movie i just they're so it's like apples and oranges to they're, me they're, they're very, very different yeah. so why uh, don't we get into the one to yeah uh logan lucky yeah logan lucky which was uh 2017 um how did we miss this movie i don't understand it's right up our wheelhouse i think i think the a big reason why is this was before adam driver really had all of the hype in the world because it's around star wars yeah and i mean channing tatum i i don't know to me this might be i was trying to think about i couldn't think of a better acting job he'd done than this movie yeah, that's very true. He was really good in it. And then um, Kylie, we looked her, her name um, up. Not, Keo. You oh. said Kylie. Oh, sorry. You mixed that Riley. Riley Keo. I wrote it down, but I was like, I know you remember how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, we looked not. it up because it's spelled like K-E-O-U-G-H. And we we're both like, I have no idea how to say that. So Keo. Keo. And Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig. Amazing. He plays amazing. Uh, Joe Bang, who mm-hmm. is uh, a convicted... I get arsonists or yeah he likes to blow shit up Joe Bang he likes yeah to, and, uh, just this movie is just so energetic and yes. it's just it's fun the whole time it's about uh Adam Driver and Channing Tatum their brothers and uh their family has and the worst the luck other the girl is, is the, the sister, sister but yeah. I feel like the the plan is hatched by them too well it's Channing Tatum and Channing then, Tatum is is the ringleader mm-hmm. and then the two siblings are there to help but I feel like you don't realize until later in the movie how much of an impact the sister has yes for sure for sure but that's i was gonna say it's one of my favorite parts of this movie is during it sometimes you're like i don't understand why they're showing us the scene like it didn't make sense and it's one of those movies that you it all makes sense in the end kind of thing at the at the end they because a lot of movies don't do it that they just kind of leave they show you something and it's like is this going to be relevant and it's not but this movie goes back and shows you everything that you had questions about to yes. answer them yes for sure and directed by steven soderbergh who's yeah. one of my favorites so that was kind of cool like again i don't know why i didn't see this movie it's so weird to me but to me it seemed like a sillier and it's a movie we're going to talk about with the other segment but it, it seems like a funnier version or a definitely less serious version of hell or high water okay yeah it's kind of where when yeah, i watched I it i was just like sure. it's like the light-hearted version yeah and i think for me when you watch the trailer it's not like to me it looks like a car race movie or something like it doesn't look kind of like what it actually is but that it, it just, would be that just the racing part of it is just the setting is the setting very good yes of where the heist is happening but for me when i watched the trailer i was like so maybe that's why that's why I don't think I saw it because I was like, oh, it's kind of like a racing movie, and I, there was maybe nobody I was like, oh, excited. I don't know what it was, but I think Channing, I think because Channing Tatum, you argue, is an A or B list star, but just if you look at his acting credits, I think beyond this, I think a lot of people would agree that like she's the man is one of his better movies. Yeah, yeah. He just never really had like an like still like this to me was his best movie, but just the quality of movies, I guess maybe also. I'm just in my head. I'm comparing him to Adam Driver because they're opposite in this movie. But if you look at Adam Driver's credits, it's a lot more. I don't want to say better, but just distinguished. It's just like, like deep. I don't know, like deeper, richer, richer characters. Like Marriage Story. Yes. Even, even Star Wars. Like even he plays. Wars, he plays yeah. a deep character. Black Klansman. Like he's he's got a yeah. So this is. 
So anyway, it's, it's the siblings and they're trying to pull off a heist because they have this, they think it's, their last name is Logan and they think they're unlucky. That's why the movie's called Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so during the NASCAR race in North Carolina and Channing or Tatum pl- like plans it all. And he come. I like when he comes in with that model with to Adam Driver on, on, a, on a pizza box. Yeah, and he and has he's like, like I'm a almost whole, done. Yeah, and he's like this whole model of it, and he because he had been working in the construction, so he knew the tubes of money that went down, and he knew how to like get it. Which I think that they used that so like something that really doesn't matter, but they just made it look cool. Like in this in this like uh, race, I don't even know what you call it, racing arena or yeah, I don't know like, what you call track, it. Track, I guess. Yeah that they send money in these little tubes like they pocket like they stuff in whatever money you get from concessions or whatever and they all go to this one central location which Channing Tatum's character figures out and decides that's the whole plan is you get the money you let the money get there and then you siphon it out from that yes it's a great movie it's a fun good ride don't you think for sure and like I even wrote down the side characters that you just have to you have to talk about Seth MacFarlane plays a He's like an energy drink. Yeah, like a sponsor. Yeah, because yeah. he sponsors. Who's also in this Sebastian Stan, who yes. is a very small role, but he's actually he's really funny. He is really good in it because for sure. he, he um, is all about balance. And he, I think he got in an accident, so then he kind of recentered himself, and he's like doing yoga, and he's like, oh, I don't have sugar, and yeah. Seth MacFarlane forces him to have this. Uh, and, like a drink of champagne isn't it yeah, but or I, something but he said something about it being an energy drink okay and he's like i can't put that in my body and that's why i fail at racing is if i don't keep everything perfect yeah uh beyond that katie holmes is katie holmes plays channing tatum's ex-wife she's mm-hmm. great in it too very small role also small role but i mean she was she was really good in it and i loved her husband who i don't remember his name no, but he's from the o- he's roy from the office yeah He's funny in it. Like, and he's he, just a jerk. He's no, like that's why like he's yeah. such a like he's such an ass that you're like you yeah, I don't know. You're, I, you I went get, from that to I get what you're saying, yeah, that you had this like pretty nice guy. I think the thing we kinda glossed over is they both have like Channing Tatum has like underlying knee issue or like leg issues. Yes. And Adam Driver is missing a he says hand, but it's really his arm. It's his arm from the elbow down. Yeah. yeah. But he doesn't like to say that. No, he he's, says his no, hand. No, just missing my forearm. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know what else, like, cause you don't want to ruin it. I think anybody should watch it if you're looking for a fun, like movie and, and know that when you're watching a scene and you're like this, it doesn't seem relevant. It's all relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the, I love heist movies because I love the planning and the plan B and the plan C and the, you know, and in the movie he has what 10 steps. Yes. And a couple of them are just like, Oh shit happens. Yes. Or like, <laughs> don't get too greedy don't get too greedy and it's pretty like for a lot of heist movies it's usually the downfall of them is you start seeing money pile in and you just go we one should more, just get one all more of it bag one more bag or something yeah, right there's always just a little bit too far and i think that movie because it just they're very i don't they're not i don't want to say dumb because obviously they're attempting to pull off the very but complicated but they're simple they're simple and they you do think they're dumb yeah. you do think because then there's daniel craig and he's got two brothers who are, i wanted to write it down jack quaid and brian who's Gleason. dennis quaid's uh, son oh dennis quaid i was gonna i was thinking i saw quaid and i was like how many quaids are there out there yeah yeah it's their son so yeah they played joe bang's brothers who are they're dumb they're they're not the brightest because there's a whole <laughs> there's even w- while the plan is in motion they end up falling asleep on the couch. Yeah. 
and Channing Tatum has to come basically break down their door. It's just like, man, like, why are you yelling at us? Like, right. Yeah. They're, they're total like stoner, like, vibe. You just, yeah. yeah, that typical, like they're just cruisy, whatever. And, um, not definitely not someone you'd want to have on your heist team. No, but they don't really not. have options. Can we talk about Daniel Craig being in jail and what they do? Or do you think that kind of ruins the movie? We definitely don't want to ruin a movie. No, I think the like very ending is the only thing you can't really talk about. I think beyond that, uh, like Daniel Craig's character, Joe Bang, in prison for blowing stuff up. And it's actually a pretty intricate plan where they get Adam Driver's character arrested for 90 days because he drives into uh, like gas, gas station. station. Yeah. But also he gets 90 days because he served in the military. Right. Which I think was very like a not a huge part of the movie, but it was something where it's like, oh, I guess that is subtle. That right? is how people think. Yeah. Um, and they I don't think you have to get into specifics, but they are broken out of jail for a short period of time to try to, to execute the plan. Yeah. So it's it's really intricate and it is it's a pretty cool because there's other things going on like mm-hmm. they have a little girl and she's in a pageant so there's that going on and I don't there's is a lot going on that it kind of comes together in the end where you're like that was really good like you're you're definitely on for a good ride for this movie mm-hmm. I think Daniel Craig coming out of it is probably my favorite part of just not like the main plot right because you're used to Daniel Craig he's James Bond he's this very like tight like very sophisticated formal person yes british and now he's this like floridan that is getting naked in a car and yes and is just very an eccentric character he is because he's very and he's very like charming and witty that like in order to execute the plan with like getting him out of prison he asks one guy for a favor you don't get to hear you just i need a favor and this prison executes this whole plan where they take guards hostage they're not like really hostage but they close off the lunchroom. But They're they have everything fires. so planned to the minute there because they're watching the NASCAR race and they know, OK, when it gets to this point, oh, it's, at the, it's at this lap. So then they turn and nod to each other and it's what's the next step of the yeah, plan. And all it is is just oh my God, ask, yeah. ask a favor. Yeah, it's a really it's really good. I think anybody would enjoy it. Right. Like, I don't think it's like a certain person would like it over another person. I think it's just a fun ride if you're yeah. looking for a good movie. If you're looking for some a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, yeah, and you just yeah, it's, it's a, entertaining, mm-hmm, high it's, energy, yep, yeah, some great characters. So yeah, and uh, like like Riley Keough alone, like oh, it's just someone who I you, have to say I think she might have been my favorite just because she's so like she's new to me. So for me, I was like this. I don't know. She just I really liked her character. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. and I think she did a really good job. So. Do we say who she is? Well, no, we said we weren't going to do that. Oh, yeah, no. That was like, that was, no. I don't know. To me, it's not relevant. She's building her own career. It doesn't matter who she's related to. No, I know. I know. But that's how people, that's how like talk shows are going to introduce her. They're going to ask her questions about, oh, your grandfather or whatever. Is. Yeah. Yeah. But let's look it up if you want to know who it is. Yeah, that makes yeah that works all right our other movie oh we, i i can't believe we finally get to talk about it because we watch this movie together and then we just go to our separate corners and it drives me crazy it drives us crazy that yeah. we just have to sit there and go that's good right because so, if we talk about this right when the movie ends obviously honestly the one day we need to try it where we just watch it and record right away and see what our yeah, instant reaction yeah, is Yeah, that'd be really good actually because now we've had time to kind of process and, and settle into yeah. what 
Okay, uh, go ahead. Introduce so, it. Trial of the Chicago 7. It is On Netflix. On Netflix. It is a Netflix original true story directed by Aaron Sorkin, also written by him. Uh, it is based on the infamous 1969 trial about counter-protest during the 1968 uh, Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Excellent. I think that's just you just nailed it. That's how you. That's how you get. That's how you set the scene of just this is a real. This is real, a true story, and obviously you gotta Hollywoodize it a little bit. My thing is, I don't understand why it was called the Trial of Chicago Seven when there was eight of them, because there was the the black fella. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, Bobby Seal. Yeah. So technically, so. Do you want to go through the characters? Because uh, yeah, but I think because I, descri- I honestly wrote, I wrote them all down. Yeah, I did too. But I'm just saying I don't think we should ever say them by their character name because I don't know if people like we'll say who plays who plays who just in the fiction. But sense. then when we're talking about the movie, let's talk just about their actor. Names, they're an actor. How name. you remember them? Yeah, yeah. Because I think it'll be too confusing for people. Okay, so I guess first you should probably we should probably just do who are the I guess technically it's, isn't it nine then who are on trial um let's go through one, let's, two, we can just four. count this out right now so oh. so sasha baron cohen yes he plays abby hoffman yes well so let's say sorry i don't mean to interrupt but let's say so sasha and and who is his because they're it, not all together that's what makes this movie interesting i guess, let's, I guess that way that is the better way to break yeah. it up so sasha baron cohen abby hoffman and jeremy strong jeremy strong right yes who plays uh jerry rubin yeah they're both a part of the uh uh, no, I can't remember what it's called. They called them the yippies. Yes, they're the hippie, free law, lo- like free law. Lo- yeah, like they don't like they don't like rules. We're and gonna set just- up. We're they, uh, at one point during the trial of this movie. They all like each member of this group, like this entire group on trial, goes to get permits for like the protests. Yes, to be at the park. To, to be do- to yes. be at the park near the Democratic, like the near the convention, and. Uh, Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, their plan is just we want to play rock music and people are going to be having sex and drugs and yeah, all that. And that's stuff. how they present it to them. We're going to. <laughs> yeah, that's how they they don't sugarcoat anything. It's no. just oh no, that's what we're going to do. What, what's going to happen? Yeah. And then we have the um, it's like it's not the young Democrats, but it's like young people for yeah. the yeah, that's exactly who it is. Uh, and that is Eddie Redmayne who plays uh tom hayden mm-hmm. and then uh his buddy which is uh, alex sharp and he plays rennie rennie davis so those two two, two are together and yeah. sasha baron cohen and jeremy strong yeah um and then there's uh yeah 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 Ab- i wasn't abdul- sure yeah 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 abdul mateen the second who plays bobby seal yes he is by himself he is by himself he is the only african-american but he's also part of the uh black Panther. black panthers yeah yes. i just wanted to make make sure that was right um then there is um i kind of uh uh john carroll lynch yep. who plays Dave david dellinger or bellinger um, I didn't put his last name. I just put David. But um, he's also by himself. He is definitely he's the adult of the group. Yes, he is like. Well, he has like a family. Yeah, and he's. he's a, but he's there. He got arrested by himself. Like he's just like a kind of a one man show. Mm-hmm. So what do we miss? Uh, and the then, two guys. So then the two kind of outsiders. It's Noah Robbins who plays Lee. It said it was spelt Weiner, but I think it was Weiner. Right. Um, and Daniel Flaherty, who plays John Freund's. Right. Which they're, they're not a huge part of the 
they're there as kind of the what would you call that? I think, like, a I th- well, I think because they sacrificial say, lamb or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, well, because they all tell they all because they have such great scenes where they're not in the court, but they're all kind of staying in this house together. Yes, they're and, staying in the in the Democrat house, like the where they all put up signs and they where they all like congregate yeah. before the protest. Mm-hmm. So they're all staying there. Um, and they tell like Weiner and Freund's like. Do you guys what did did you guys really even do anything during these protests? And they're like, no, not really. And I think, I mean, we'll probably get into Sasha Baron Cohen's performance a little more, but um, he tells them he's like, you guys are the reason why the American public's going to feel better because you two are going to get acquitted and the rest of us are yeah. going to get convicted. Like they knew exactly how it was going to be. And then and the whole t- I think a big of a big theme of it is everyone at some point has to accept this is a political trial. Yes and well let's talk about the judge then yes who is played by frank langella yeah langella oh langella lang he plays julius hoffman which i think it's definitely it's pretty early in the trial that uh sasha baron cohen's character he's clearly the wisecracker he's he's a smooth he's a smooth operator yeah and he makes a joke about both Abby Hoffman and Julius Hoffman, same last name, but he makes it very clear that they're not related, even though yeah. it's Sasha Baron Cohen and, and uh, yeah. Langella or Langella, whatever. Yeah. So he is, the judge is very biased. Yes. Against, he is against, against them. them and, against the seven. Mm-hmm. And I think the other main character we really need to talk about is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yes. who plays the prosecutor, Richard Schultz. Yeah. You can see it right from the start of right from the first scene you see him. There is some doubt in his mind. He gets picked to be the prosecutor for this trial and he already has questions. He's he doesn't understand like he doesn't like they didn't do anything like that. Like they're just you're allowed to protest if it's if it's safe and Mm -hmm. if it's right. And so I think he's confused like he's just like I don't really understand but he's trying to win the case obviously because he's the assistant like he could move up i guess yeah that's his that's his motivation of it is just to get and that's pretty much every lawyer in every movie is just what's your next big job yeah um i guess then the two defense attorneys which are um mark rylance who Mm -hmm. plays william kunstler who I don't really remember seeing him in that that many movies or shows. Yeah, it's like I know him, but when I looked him up, I was like, I don't know where I know him from though, because I couldn't figure it out. Like there wasn't anything that really stuck out to me. He is he is incredible. I mean, incredible. I think I mean most of this. I think there to me there are two people that really stand out in this movie. Okay. Uh, not he's not one of them, but he's still just as a defense attorney, and I think. The only really comedic part of Bobby Seal is that he'll get up and talk and he'll say something, which you're not supposed to do in court. Right. He's and, the African-American one, guys. Um, yeah. I was gonna... And he's the only one that is handcuffed. And he is the only one that, that is, actually is in, in jail. jail. Mm-hmm. And all the other ones are allowed to be at the house. And he is the only one. And you see the injustice from... It is so clear how he is treated compared to the other white people on there it is it is so it's it's boggling like but it's something that it's it's, just it just happens i know and that's not that it just happens we're not we're not i'm by no means just pushing it to the wayside but that's just it was it was a representation of something that was done intentionally especially when his like seal's friend uh fred hampton who's played by kelvin harrison jr uh during the movie i think we can say that he is shot and killed by the chicago police during a raid and 
when they go go to visit Seal in prison, he already knows. He knows because he, he knows their fate, and that is so sad. Like it is just. But it's just that's what they're fighting for. Yeah. And the fact that he's even there because he was only in Chicago for like four hours or something. Yeah, he did. He did. A he's like, I and... don't I wasn't even there. Like I wasn't even there. And he is on trial. Yeah, I think we do have to say, though, what happens in this court, like it it, it, it makes sense because it's uncontrollable that everyone's kind of talking at any point. The only people that are really like the professionals are the prosecution that mm-hmm. just kind of sit there and wait for their turn. But I think it's true that the, being a political trial, they just kind of, you get your statements heard and everyone has something to say. Well, I always think it's funny when you have a court case and they are like, the jury's going to disregard that. I'm telling you right now, the jury doesn't disregard it just yeah. because you say, don't listen to that. So they know that and they kind of play on it. Right. But. And opposite of consular, it is uh, Ben Shank, Shankman mm-hmm. who plays uh, Leonard Wineglass. Yes great name great name they both are just they're really good at being professional being the obviously the defense attorneys but they're also they don't say much but they kind of they let everyone air out their grievances Mm -hmm. when they're in those room those scenes when they're in the room together and everyone's just kind of spewing stuff at each other they just they they don't all get along either the seven of them there's a lot of sorry six of them because the Bobby Seale character isn't really in with, with them, but like when it's just that they don't all get along because they have very different, although they're fighting for the same thing, they have very different approaches. Mm-hmm. Right. So even like Sasha Baron Cohen and Eddie Redmay's character do not get along. No, like they they're always fighting, always right? butting heads because they, Sasha Baron Cohen's character thinks that the only way you're going to make change is if you make it. And they're willing to die for it. Like they they are like, we know like that could happen and Mm -hmm. they're willing to die for it where the other ones are a little more like, well, there's a, there's a proper way to do this. We vote and you get, get these groups together, but you're not just destruction. There's some law and order to it. Yeah, for sure. Well, they're the hippies. So they're like, whatever. Yeah. The two, I I was going to say the two that stand out for me for sure have to be Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. 100%. My favorite of the care of the whole movie. For sure. He does a great, I mean, I think he's underrated as an actor because he does movies like Borat where you just kind of think, oh, he's just this like comedic whatever. But there are some real depths of this character. Oh my God. I can't even like, I was trying to think of a good word or a good whatever of how good he is in this movie and my only thing I can say is he is so magnetic on the screen you can't like he draws you in and if he doesn't get recognized for this role I will be shocked like I was gonna say, shocked I think there are multiple people that could oh, be oh for sure I agree my, but he's for me number one like he needs to be recognized for that well, especially that this movie did come out this year, that that's an Oscar eligible. And I don't think this is the last time we're going to be talking about this movie. Yeah, because I, I think Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, is I don't want to say the like safer, easy choice for number one. Mine would probably be Eddie Redmayne just because I've never seen him do a character like this. And I just yeah. liked his not I liked his character more, but I liked the depth to him. And eventually he does snap and he does say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yes, he does. But he's very like his character is very like I'm about the judicial system and mm-hmm. I'm make sure everything is done properly. The only the only time it ever really bites him is they all pass a note around that says don't stand when the judge comes yeah. and he stands, which then segregates him from the group and yeah. they call him out for it. And then it turns into this great moment where it's 
the, the two, I don't even want to say the biggest names, but you could see the two actors that kind of are taking over this movie, which mm-hmm. is Sasha Baron Cohen and Eddie Redmayne. And they have a moment where they're arguing, arguing, arguing. Yeah. And Sasha Baron Cohen says something. He's like, wait, you heard my speech with that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've read everything. everything. And yeah. they just, and you see the mutual respect of, like Eddie Redmayne's character sees, oh, this isn't just some hippie. This is someone that actually care, like, is. It's not just a. It's not a gimmick. He no, really he's, does he's for care. The, he's he for is, the people. But... He just comes. He just goes at it a different way. But he wants the same thing. Mm-hmm. So they, they all really do. I think the one, not even like nitpick, but just kind of the just the thing that made that movie feel real is that they brought in real footage. They kind of combined oh, real yeah. footage and like a. Uh, of protesting moments of in the park there's police officers and yeah they're just there's it moments makes it of more real yeah, right there's it's moments not of like anger that just mm-hmm. people snap they run at the cops and they that's when they blend the real footage and there's some real like not like horrific gore i'm pretty sure well, the movie's rated r but yeah. there's some definitely some some people getting hit around hit hit with those Batons, Baton. yeah. Oh my god, I was going to say Batoon. I'm like, what? How do I say words? There's a basketball t- player named <laughs> Batoon. Um, but yeah, they're getting like there's bloodshed all around. Yeah, it's a. It is one of the best movies I've seen this year. For sure, I like think... I was so like from from I wrote from the opening scene. It is fast paced. It's great energy. It is like you are. I was sucked in immediately. Like I think it was brilliantly done and um i didn't know the story so and i do tend to like i like when i i love being entertained but i do like when there's a bit of realness sometimes to it because then you're learning something too and and especially you have to i i think we can both agree you love movies where at the end of the movie they tell us what happened with these people yeah obviously not all the stories are great abby hoffman committed suicide yeah uh jerry rubin was hit was hit jay or hit by a car i don't know if he was jaywalking but then you get like Tom Hayden, who was elected. I don't know, like, something in California, like a senator, a state, a state something, or a but, governor, but like, reelected multiple times. Yeah, because yeah. you could see he was like the most well-spoken <laughs> of the group. Yes, he was for sure. But I think even like David Dellinger was just—he had a moment where he snapped. Yeah, and he. I think also a really funny part, which obviously I think we have to give the judge a lot more credit because yeah. he does a good job of he's really mad, but you also can tell he doesn't he can't control the court. No. So he just gives everyone contempt of court like Consular, I think, ends up with like 20, 20 plus counts. Yeah, yeah. Of, at the very end. And yeah, they said he's yeah 27 counts of. Yeah, I know. He's so the judge is, is so biased and he wants it to go a certain way and it's just i mean it's so obvious though it's so bad even this is also one of those movies where like they'll tell you the end at the end but it doesn't really matter because you've got that experience and obviously not everything they put in that movie happened you have to make some things for hollywood but even just actually no i don't want to say like no i know what you're gonna say and i don't think we should say that because that is the one of the best parts of the movie because it just makes i think as a supporting character, I just love Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this. Yes, yes. I know. I know exactly what you're thinking. And yes. And but watch it. And then, watch then, it. Then, because then you'll understand because we don't want to ruin it because it's I don't think we could ever do it justice. No. And I think it deserves mm-hmm. someone who's paying attention and whatever. Right. I think it's like it's that kind of movie where you, you got to give it its props. Anyways, I thought it was like one of the best movies I've seen this year. I was so engaged. I was. Yeah, and it was painful when that movie ended, and we were both like, 
Okay, so bye. It's definitely worth the wait to talk about it. Yeah, that it was, was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see if it gets some accolades. I would be shocked if it didn't. I know. I think it really deserves it. I know it got. I think on Rotten. No, I was going to say Rotten Tomatoes, but I didn't. I didn't look. Oh, I did look it up. It got nine. It's at ninety percent. So. All right, you ready? Let's switch gears. All right, our other segment. We're yes. going back to 2017. Yes. It is the Oscars, the re-Oscarables. The re-Oscarables. Um, okay, my first first thing I want to say. Okay. Do you know how many movies were eligible? Oh, gosh. To no. get nominated? Um, I'm going to go 120. Uh, the answer is 336 movies. Wow. And I just. So it is just an honor to be nominated. Like when sure. they say that, I always think, yeah, you're supposed to say that. But really, if they're taking. How many movies are in Best Picture? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And they expanded it recently. Yeah, they did. Because there used to only be like five or something. Mm-hmm. I still think, like, what do you think about them breaking it down more? Like, I was going to say, this is. This is, I wrote down a list of movies that weren't nominated that I still think deserve some kind of recognition. Ooh, I don't know if you want me to go through Yeah, that. as okay. long as there's not like a billion. Well, no, I don't have to talk about them So long, 151. But, yeah, <laughs> only 220 of them. <laughs> okay, no. perfect, go. <laughs> uh, Barry, which is about Barack Obama. Oh, okay. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Okay. I wrote down Doctor Strange, but I saw it got nominated. Deadpool, which I know you were a fan of. Uh, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. The second one. You think it deserves a best Oscar picture? No, 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 no. These are just movies that didn't get nominated for oh, like anything. For anything. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'd say best picture for that, but okay. No, I put, uh, I wrote down Doctor Strange, but then I saw later that it got nominated and I definitely want to talk about the category that they're in. Um, Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jungle Book, which I saw after it got nominated. Uh, Keanu, which was Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Uh, London Has Fallen, the sequel to mm-hmm. White, her... Yeah, but White- oh, Olympus has fallen. White oh. House Down is the oh, other one. Oh my one. god, that's so funny. We're and both like on that. I think that one's with Channing Tatum. It is, yeah. Um, Pop Star, Never Stop Popping. Wow, 2017, uh, you guys, is the year. Actually, it would have been 2016. But then some of it, some of them spill into 2017. But very early. They have to be very early. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pop Star was my like motivation of they should break these categories down more because right. if we had a best comedy, that deserves to be nominated. Right. Yeah. Um, I wrote down Rogue One. Did get nominated? Uh, Sausage Party. Okay. Which we saw together. We did. Big mistake at the end. <laughs> uh, Snowden. Yes. Oh yeah. Dr- Another Gordon. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad got nominated. Definitely gonna want to talk about that for not long. You'll probably have to rein me in. And Thirteen Hours. Oh okay. The- Love Thirteen Hours. So those were just the ones that didn't get nominated, but I saw them and thought they deserve some kind of recognition. Some little yeah. So do you want to go through each one because? I don't find all of them are really... Oh, each category? No. Uh, yeah. That, uh, but I don't like, want to go through each category. That's a yawn fest. Let's no. do best picture, though, for sure. Oh, because there was a few that I had, like, I would change my opinion. Oh, okay. Because um, once you go, like, the majority of them kind of make sense. Um, sound editing was the first thing that I saw because Hacksaw Ridge won for sound mixing. Right. But Arrival won for sound editing. I don't really get how Hacksaw wins one, but not the other. I guess, obviously, maybe diversify and find a difference. But I just found... I don't know the difference, though, between those two things. So maybe there's, you know, listening for something that I wouldn't notice. But Hacksaw Ridge definitely deserves some, you know, like when there's a war movie, that's, yeah, the editing, the sound editing was incredible. Mm -hmm. Or sound mixing. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. 
Um, uh, original song was the La La Land. Yes. Uh, City of Stars. I thought two of the songs were better. Like I, right. I the Can't, Can't Stop This Feeling by Justin Oof, Timberlake. God, that move, that song was so replayed though. For sure, that that's why I kind of because I put it there because it's catchy, but I also heard it in my high school for a whole semester. Yeah. Every that was morning. your opening morning yeah. song. Yeah. Um, the one I would actually pick though is the Moana. How far I'll go. Right. Which the Mo- Moana, I think you have to give credit for yeah. just the that and Frozen. I think are going to be this generation's like biggest movies. Right. Just right. because of the musical aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, um, I didn't really have any. There's two that I kind of. I went back and like I could have seen another one win, which was actually both the actor in a leading role. Okay. Which Casey Affleck, one actor. Yep. Could have easily seen Andrew Garfield. Yeah, for sure. To me, that was, I don't want to say like his one chance because obviously he could win it in the future, but to me, that was his best performance. Yeah. And actress, I know you're an Emma Stone person. I am, but that doesn't mean that I think she was the best. No. You no. Know, I think for that. I think. Th- my only argument would have been Natalie Portman okay. just playing Jackie Kennedy. I think that's a pretty tough. Yeah. The movie wasn't great, but no. I think she just, she did a good job of. I would have gone Ruth Naga, actually. If I, loving, I would have picked her. I thought if Emma couldn't win, mm-hmm. like I love Emma Stone, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think they are the best, you know, for. Yeah, but I think we'll get into La La Land once yeah. we start talking about it. But I think you have a pretty, pretty, lo- like a lot of love for that movie. A lot of love. Um, yeah, like supporting role, Mahershala Ali, one hundred percent is great. Like Viol- yeah. Viola Davis is to me the best part of Fences. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, oh, um, mm, oh, there maybe, was... Oct- maybe Octavia though for a supporting hidden, actress. Yeah, hidden, hidden figures. figures, maybe. Not. I don't want to say that they're the same, but they had similar yeah, themes to yeah, them. Yeah. Um, Makeup and hairstyling, it is so annoying that Suicide Squad won an Oscar at all. <laughs> that movie was... I'm sorry. It just wasn't good. Yeah, I they're, haven't seen it. They're so. remaking it. To me, that they're remaking it for like next year. What do you mean remaking it? It's like, like they're recasting not everyone, but a lot of them, a lot of the characters. But like why? Like they're... Like it's is just, it like a third movie? Because isn't there two? Or they're just making a brand new one? They're just making a brand new one. With new director, uh, Margot Robbie, still Harley Quinn... And there's a few characters still the same, but they're also bringing in new characters. That's weird. It just, Viola Davis was also in that. She was pretty good, but that movie just really, it wasn't it. Um, my other one was visual effects. Okay. Because The Jungle Book won. Okay. But to me, there are oh. two better movies. Doctor Strange, Doctor right? Strange should have won that. Oh my that, God. That visually was one of the best Marvel movies I've seen. For sure. That's That was really my... Rogue, what else would you say? Rogue oh, One of Star Wars One. is pretty good just because of the Star Wars universe, but I didn't find the CGI was as good. But Doctor no, Strange, Doctor Strange is... should have won that for sure. Not sorry, we shouldn't. I don't want to say that, but like for this is our the point. Opinion. This is the point of the reoscar bowls. Yeah, this is these true. are our our choices. I just think. Doctor Doc- Strange is the best. Like, it's one of the best visually movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, let so, alone a superhero yeah, movie. Like, yeah, it's just it's visually so stimulating. Um director i didn't really i didn't really have a gripe with damien chazelle i think it's also i don't think like i think my only would have been maybe mel gibson but i don't think they would ever give it to him 
No, I think it's. I, I just think, think the fact that he was even nominated is, is rec- prob- yeah, it'll probably a little too much recognition. Yeah, because um, the movie, like to direct that kind of movie compared to La La Land, is very. They're so different. Yeah, right? that's what's hard about those kind of. That's why it's. I almost- mean, La La Land. You didn't see it, did you? No. No. So I would say, like, there's even if you just watch the opening scene, you would you can appreciate. I've seen, I actually yes. have seen that the like uh, cord or co- not coordination the choreography and they shut down a whole like um like a highway and they're all outside of their cars and they're so it's not like it's just a musical whatever i mean there are some fabulous scenes where the directing would be incredible but i just think a war movie you know is that's a lot of directing Mm because you're not just directing like two people dancing you're directing like everybody behind and so yeah uh i think also i mean barry it's looking back on it now is you just kind of look at these directors and go okay what did they do after because barry jenkins did if Beale street could talk which i think was uh. a similar quality movie yeah uh i love dennis uh Veneuve. Veneuve, right i think it's that yeah because um, he did the new the newer blade runner and right. i think he just is a fascinating director which i'll get to arrival which like in the best picture conversation but beyond that do you have anything anything no else? i'm no i'm good all right uh so best picture nominees we got arrival fences hacksaw ridge hell or high water hidden figures la la land lion manchester by the sea and the winter moonlight i <laughs> was think was it the winner no i'm just kidding i think i, I definitely do want to just talk about that now because that well, to me just is, do that. is my favorite yeah. part of this so if people don't remember um after i think emma stone got the last like last award before best picture i think that's where the confusion came in um i don't know if it was what it wasn't given out in this way but um so emma stone wins uh then you can kind of in an oscars night you can kind of feel where momentum's going because all the land won a lot yeah like they i mean look cinematography director director she won like it was they they had won a lot song right like they they were definitely cleaning up and it and when a movie like that starts cleaning up you can kind of start looking go okay this is this is going to win yeah. this is going to be the best picture so it's warren Beatty and uh, faye dunaway faye dunaway who were bonnie and clyde right that's yes. what their yeah. thing was so they come on stage and have the envelope do their little spiel and then and the winner is and there's just a pause Warren Beatty's staring and it's amazing he's the one holding the envelope and looking at it and he's about to announce it and he looks at it and he looks confused and I think a lot of people I definitely did this I was like oh he's he's kind of older like he probably probably can't read it like someone should go help him but you could just see the confusion on his face and if you go back and watch this it is a spectacular just pop culture moment right that this like Oscar is very like button up, like very. It's, it's the hoity toity. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the more formal of them. Which I think is even better. I think obviously we have to get into Jimmy Kimmel hosting it, which oh God, yeah. one of the last times we will ever really have a host. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's standing there, he's looking at it. What like, oh, he's old, like can't read it, like, and then Faye Dunaway steps in, La La Land, just. Well, he kind of shows her. He's kind of like, like I don't know, like, help me. So you're just like, okay. It, it kind of looked like a team effort. But I think she took it as, like, what are you doing? Just read it. La La Land. Yes. But clearly she doesn't read it. So La La Land wins. They Obviously, all go to the stage. we're having this huge thing. Damien Chazelle does a speech. One of the producers is in the middle of a speech. 
And then I I remember because we watched this together and yeah. we're just kind of like, we're like what is going on? Because you can see there's commotion. Chaos. Yeah. There's commotion. There's people are running. Like, people with headsets are running people, across like the stage. Yeah. So you're like, oh my God, is there a shooter? <laughs> like, like you what? just yeah. don't know, right? It's so like what's happening and eventually the guy, I, I, rem- oh, I can see his yeah, face, but I can't too. remember his name. And he just goes, oh yeah, we lost by the way. And like... You could just kind of hear, hear the whole crowd kind of like, what? Like He goes, because then he said, Moonlight is the winner or something. Like, he does say that. Like, he's like. Well, I, I don't know if he says it, but so I think uh, maybe he did. Oh, because I, th- I think he, he says it, steps away, and then comes back and says, like, Moonlight, you guys are the winners. Yes, yes. And there is just ultimate confusion. What just happened? And I think immediately everyone, or not, obviously you give Moonlight their moment. They won. This is incredible. Yeah. Barry Jenkins and that whole cast and crew. It's a weird, it's such a weird moment. It is. It's Especially so because weird. it just kind of, I don't want to say ruins because it's going to be something we remember forever, but yeah. it's such a moment that Jimmy Kimmel, who I'm guessing you listen to. The, I did listen to the podcast. So yeah. one of my favorite podcasters, Bill Simmons, a week, maybe even days. I, I think it was days. He said it was di- like three days ago. So days after the Oscars, he goes on the Bill Simmons podcast, also with Cousin Sal, who works with Jimmy on his mm-hmm. show. They talk about the whole thing. He lays out everything that happened. He had this whole bit with Matt Damon at the end because Manchester by the Sea, which he was the producer. He was the producer, yeah. Um, he That didn't win Best Picture, so they were going to do some bit about... Because uh, they have a thing. They do, They, they right? have like Jimmy Kimmel and they Matt Damon. They pretend they hate each other, but they don't. They're but, like yeah. actually best friends. Yeah, but, but they pretend. Like Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know if he still like does it, but at the end of his show, he'd always go, oh, sorry, we ran out of time for Matt Damon. Yeah. Like it's a, gr- it's a great hilarious rivalry and they go on like vacations together. Yeah. So they were going to do some bit. And then Jimmy Kimmel kind of realized it and he comes on stage and he immediately just starts like making fun of Warren Beatty. He's like, what did you do, Dude, Warren? Yeah. Like, Because like, he, just... he just doesn't know what to do, right? Because he's standing there and Jimmy says this. He's very smart. He is holding that envelope. The he, envelope he was Warren given. Warren Beatty is... will not let it go because he wants to be able to prove that he didn't do anything wrong. I was just reading what I was given. And I think a very underrated part, Faye Dunaway reads it and kind of runs away. And she's gone. She's off the stage. I want no part of it and she's the one that said it and somehow Warren Beatty is the one that keeps getting like because he's just, he's just the one standing there because he's holding onto that envelope and he won't let it go so can we say how it happened um I think you can explain it a bit okay. better so on the stage there are two there are two people I don't remember what they're called but they have the on they have the suitcase with the envelopes in them so they're on either side so depending on which way you come on the stage, that person will give it to you. So once that is done, they're supposed to get rid of it. The other people. So if you know you go out on the stage left, then the stage right person is supposed to get rid of their copy. So somehow in the confusion, well, Jimmy says it's like, you know, you're at the last award. You're having like fun. Maybe there are some drinks. He didn't, you know, he didn't really. He was just like Because he also, he also didn't. He wasn't he doesn't, there. He, he was, didn't know. I think that's also what's good is he's sitting in the crowd while this is happening. Yeah, he has he's, no he's idea. He's sitting with Matt and then he just kind of realizes oh this is the end of the show like I have to get up there like I'm the host yeah so he I guess when when Warren Beatty came out they gave him Emma Stone's envelope which should have been discarded and it was not so when he opened it it said La La Land Emma Stone's so I guess when Faye Dunaway saw it, all she saw was La La Land. She didn't look at Emma Stone or she just saw the name of the movie and was like, hey, well, they've been winning all night. So it's uh, it's La La Land. It's you something, know? And when they won, it was something we were just kind of like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. They've okay. been winning all night. And, yeah. then, and then the commotion happens and it's, oh, by the way, we lost. 
Like, it's so sad. Like, he just is, like, in the middle but of his speech. All, like, Emma Stone, if you look, go back and oh, Ryan Gosling, are laughing. They just They just think it's, like, I think what a comedy of that's the errors. Best, that's like, the best part of these award shows is as, like, professional feeling as they are. At the end of the day, did these actors really care if they won? Yeah. Obviously, right. you're happy if you win. But if you don't win, you're just kind of like, eh, whatever. And losing, I don't even say losing not winning in such a spectacular way like right. that yes you can't help but like, i remember people and got not mad at winning them. to moonlight is pretty spectacular because that movie is incredible. is incredible so i would be like yeah and i think the guy who said moonlight you guys are the winner he was very gracious about it like he was like motioning yeah them, like, like come, come up you guys are the winners and they're all like what he's like holding the award out he's like this like, is this for you is, you guys won this and then they have to kind of get their wrap their head around it because five minutes ago or not even they had lost so mm-hmm. now they're trying to wrap their head around it so anyways it was it was quite a spectacular comedy of errors mm-hmm. right and it's good to hear like it was good hearing from jimmy kimmel a couple yeah, days later so because funny. it's just what is the because again this award show as much as it's prestige and stuff like that yeah it's a fun award show it's just it's if you yeah. if you treat it too seriously you're, you're just not gonna have fun no for sure and i think that that's the point of award shows is having fun something like especially like a sports award show people don't care about winning sports awards like right you want to win a they championship win that's all you care Stanley about Cup or the yeah. whatever nba or yeah uh, okay, so would you change? We are three years removed from this award show. Would you change the Best Picture winner? Okay, so I'm going to say no. I would probably keep Moonlight. I think it was... But I'm going to also say in in an asterisk of that, this to me was probably one of the hardest years. I think all of those movies, I could be totally on board with any of them winning. Ex- well, maybe some more than the others, but I... Um, like hidden figures to me was incredible um so i don't know if we just want to quickly say what it's about but it's just um taraji p henson octavia spencer janelle monet yep kevin costner so they're the first african-american mathematics team that serve um in the in the nasa and um it's uh, to me it was such it was just such a beautiful movie like i just love seeing like you know, not only women doing that in, in such a women man's of color, women of color in such a man's role. And Kevin Costner actually is not one of my favorites, but he's really good in that movie. And he, you know, because they have still segregated like washrooms and he stops that and he's, he really sticks up for, for them and stuff. So that to me is, is up there. The biggest surprise for me out of this list was Hell or High Water. I thought this movie was so good. I was so, I was just, I, it was, I don't even know what I could say. Like visually, I thought it was cool the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Pine, Ben Foster and their brothers and they, um, they need to rob up, they need money. So they rob banks, but they don't take lots. They just want enough to save their farm or save their land. Right. And then Jeff Bridges plays like the cop who's trying to catch the bank robbers. But to me, it's like, you know, you they're they're bad, like they're they're criminals, but you're cheering for them. Yeah. So somehow you're doing something right if you're cheering for the criminal and you want them. I think it's because they're not just doing it for personal gain. They're doing yeah. They it don't to want try it because to... they want new shoes. They want to save their land. So that to me is the surprise. Hacksaw Ridge always a good choice, like a war movie. I I would never watch that movie again. It was so well done that it really haunted me, but it is a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Garfield plays um, 
uh, an army medic who refuses to kill people. And he he's the only person that's ever won a medal of honor without ever shooting a gun. I was going to say, don't they call him a soldier but he just says i don't want a gun i just want to help people do yeah. they actually call him a medic i don't remember that part of it uh i don't know that's what it said on the thing um so that would be i would be fine with that one lion is such a beautiful story so it's um nicole kim and dev patel is the main character nicole kim and rooney mara and he dev patel plays this indian boy who gets adopted by this australian family which is nicole kim and her husband i don't know who that's that is but he gets um he goes on he goes on this train ride or he gets lost at a station he ends up on a train and he ends up really far away from his family and his him and his brother went looking for food or something and he ends up really far away and in an you know orphanage or whatnot so Nicole Kim and raises him but after 25 years he sets out to find his family and it is a beautiful story like it is it is so incredible how everybody reacts to it. Like Nicole Kim is supportive. His girlfriend is supportive and he's on a journey to find his family. I would be fine if that had one. Manchester by the sea. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to watch just because it's such a, like, it feels like a physically draining movie just because of how. I was emotionally exhausted after that movie. I think Casey Affleck is incredible in the movie. I is not one. I just, for me, it's not what I would choose because I think the acting was great. It, it was a tough story for me, though. Like, it was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say... Um, but at the end of the day, Moonlight is, to me, was the best out of them. I think it I was think it's so also, beautiful. And it's the one that's going to leave the biggest impact. When, you th- when I think... When I looked at that list, the only other... Not even argument I have, because I wouldn't change it either, but just for the sake of this, I yeah. picked what I, what I would... If we took Moonlight out because I think it is the ultimate winner, I would probably pick Arrival. Right. I think it's the movie that stuck with me the most. Amy right. Adams, Jeremy Renner, and they're communicating with aliens. It's definitely a... What? No, yeah. That's, oh, I thought No, you were, I was like, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's just like... it's. A, I watched it... Honestly, I, kind, I would almost want to watch it again just yeah. because it, it did stick with me a lot. It was something... Where I had to watch it in English class in high school and we had to talk about the ending and it's still something where I don't fully grasp it. It's almost mm-hmm. like Memento. I don't right. fully know what it was, but I know what I got out of that movie and it was good relationships and just not just aliens coming in to blow stuff up. It was such like a supernatural feel. Yeah. I loved Amy Adams and her... She was so adamant on like, just let me communicate with them. Like, we don't need to blow them up. Like, let me just find out what they want. Like she, you know, it's, it's, she wasn't reactive. It's like, let me, let me just figure this out. Give me some space and some time and I will figure this out kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's a great movie too. I know it's, it's a year that you could, you could almost pick any of them for me. To me, I, I would would almost go to say there isn't a bad movie. There isn't. There is not a bad movie in this list. There's movies that are more like I'm more of a Manchester by the sea and you're more of a La La Land. Yes. I think it's very fair to say. Yes. But I don't think either of those movies. I know I haven't watched La La Land, but I I get it from from I watched. I wanted to do everything I could outside of watching it, not to avoid watching it because one day I'll watch it. I don't think that's a question, but it just it's something it's a movie that makes sense for you. The storyline, it's Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. It's yeah damien chazelle who i think even like he did first man and i think it was an underwhelming movie but it's still a well done in terms of like the characters and the development yeah it's just for me i like 
it depends what mood I'm in, but it does have that good dance. Like it's got the choreography and the dance numbers and the, you know, and then the love story and the musical, like it does have, it does have that recipe that I do enjoy, mm-hmm. but is it the best movie? Like, I don't know. Again, you're comparing apples and oranges. Like I would put, I would put hidden figures over La La Land just for the impact. Yes. For, for what it's giving me and for what it's putting out in the world. La La Land is something I could watch again. Hidden Figures, I probably wouldn't because it, it's done. Like, it, it impacted me. I'm done with it. You know, like... There's almost... Some, I, I do get what you're saying. There's more... I don't want to say more impact to a story like Hidden Figures, but not watching it again is almost like respect to it that you don't want to... that you got the story La La Land you can kind of just put on and not pay attention exactly. to exactly that's exactly it you could have that on and it wouldn't be it wouldn't need that focus of or it doesn't like grab pull you in you know like a Manchester by the sea which is you know you're really you're sucked in because yeah. you're going on a ride with this guy who is severely depressed because he's you know some bad things have happened and then he's got his nephew who, you know, then he loses. Like, it's just, there's, it's just one tragedy after another. And he's, but he has to deal with it. He has to deal with it in the, in the scene with Casey Affleck in the police station is one of the best scenes I've ever seen anybody act in because it was so authentic of how you would react as a parent if that had happened to you. Mm-hmm. Like it is so, it's so real and raw that that's why that movie, like not to say I don't, I wouldn't pick it as best, best picture. I probably, I wouldn't have been upset if it had one, Yeah, but it is a movie that is tough on heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know for me, Moonlight to me visually, not only is that movie a beautiful story because it is about Mahersha Ali plays. Oh, do you know his name? Oh, I like the name. real, I can look it no, up. No, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, So he plays like, you know, a, he's just grappling with he, dealing with his identity and sexuality. So it's, there's a lot of layers to it, but it's just visually so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the story is beautiful and visually, I think it was so beautiful. So I loved that movie again I wouldn't watch it again though like most of these movies I don't know if I would watch again but I thought they were all extraordinary like I think there isn't like you said there isn't one bad movie in this they're all fabulous Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah well we did it we got through it the I mean obviously we can there we've looked at other years of the Oscars there's definitely some interesting years we can talk about oh for sure but this one was this one was a it's it's one of those ones I think will go down as one of the best years of, for movies, you know, because sometimes yeah. years you'll be like, my like two out of seven or something. But this is a year. This happened to be a year where they were all extraordinary movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got got anything else? Uh, nothing else. Birthday boy. Uh, I was just gonna say this. This is our last episode of November, meaning that once the next episode comes up, we're gonna be starting our three weeks of Christmas. We're so excited. We're not sure what we're doing yet. I well, think kind of. We've we have a about it. general idea, but yeah. we'll do three weeks Christmas, and then we're going to take the two weeks off leading into the new year. And, and then, then start fresh again. We'll have a whole new set Hopefully of movies. Hopefully a whole new year. Hopefully, everybody. Hopefully, 2021 is better than 2020, right? But we're going to go into the light, the gushy, yes. the Christmas movies. Oh, I'm so excited. It tis the season. Tis the season to be jolly. And I guess besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.